Let's do some prophetic intercession. Ever been in a room when a ministry leader makes that announcement? Immediately, the antennas go up. All the air gets sucked right out of the room. You see, prophetic prayer is a little bit like the element mercury. It's hard to get a grip on it. And if you mishandle it, people do get hurt. Hi, everyone. I'm Bill Nordstrom, and welcome to the program today. Let's take a journey into the subject of prophetic intercession and see if we can relieve a little of the tension in the room. (laughs) I heard Mike Bickle once define prophetic intercession as your capacity to meet with God with such intimacy and clarity, you can actually speak with confidence what's already been foretold. I believe I'd be hard-pressed to improve on that definition. Prophetic intercession allows you to be a a conduit, a a channel of sorts for the declaration of the Word of God. In other words, you can become extremely confident in the prophetic vein when you're speaking what the Holy Spirit has already declared is the Word of the Lord for that moment in time. If you have your Bibles, turn to Jeremiah chapter 1. There's a, there's a significant difference between the office of a prophet and prophetic intercession. So, you have significant reason not to get all nervous when someone mentions prophetic prayer. I mean, in some Bible studies, people get nervous if you want to bring up a discussion of the Holy Spirit. So, if you've never been down this road of intercessory prayer of the prophetic kind, you're in good company. I believe we can point to Jeremiah as an excellent model for prophetic intercession, and here's why. God gave this very insecure young man an assignment to pray for an entire nation that was about to take up residence in another land. And it wasn't the promised land, kind of like some of us who are shortly or will be called shortly to make prophetic intercession for a nation, perhaps the one in which we currently reside, or or maybe Israel during the time of Jacob's trouble. That'd be quite an assignment, wouldn't it? So let's see how young Jeremiah was instructed to pray through his assignment. Jeremiah chapter 1, I'm going to start at verse 4. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I I sanctified, I, I separated you, I ordained you a prophet to the nations. Now, now some of you have been called to the nations, and a lot more of you will be called, and many of you already know that. Jeremiah's response was this, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak, for I am but a youth. But the Lord said to me, Do not say, I am a youth, for you shall go to all to whom I send you. And whatever I command you, you shall speak. Do not be afraid of their faces, for I am with you to deliver you, says the Lord. Then the Lord put forth his hand, and he touched my mouth. And the Lord said to me, Behold, I have put my words in your mouth. Man, I love that. God called a youth a young guy, and I'm fully convinced that's who he's calling in this day to declare the prophetic word of the Lord to the nations. Now listen to verse 10. Jeremiah 1, verse 10. See, I have this day 
set you over the nations and over the kingdoms. Now, this is, this is Jeremiah's assignment. To root out, to pull down, to destroy, and to throw down, to build, and to plant. Hmm. To root out, where does the journey begin? Right there. The root's the hidden supply source of the plant. Bad root, bad fruit. Listen, prophetic prayer and intercession is the hidden supply source in the spirit realm. Prophetic prayer penetrates. It penetrates deeply into spiritual circumstances. It goes to the source of the condition into which the Spirit is calling you to pray into in the first place. It strikes the lifeblood of the situation, whether good or bad. But you can't prophetically get to the root without discernment. Let me give you an example. Jesus shared a parable about getting to the root of a problem in Matthew chapter 13. He said the kingdom begins with a man who sows good seed to grow good wheat, while his enemy sows tares, something that resembles wheat except for its color. It's it's a fake wheat. Both the real and the fake, they grow together. When the servants asked if they should get rid of the tares, the owner of the field said no lest while you gather up the tares that look very similar to the wheat, you'll also uproot the wheat. Ah, a lesson in discernment. Without discernment, the outcome of rooting out can become a disaster, as we saw with our mercury illustration. People get hurt. Listen, when we speak the word of the Lord in a prophetic sense, in prayer, it's vital we discern what the Spirit desires to communicate. Slow down, pause, maintain a sense of holiness while at the same time reading the room. The Holy Spirit may be already communicating specifics to people. Through discernment, the Spirit may be asking you to confirm what the Spirit is already speaking. That'll only happen if you don't get ahead of what God is doing. Jeremiah's second assignment was to pull down, to break down by by exerting some force. Let's say it this way. Prophetic prayer helps remove an object or a person who's been elevated or fixed in a high position. Who does the Apostle Paul show as our enemy in this this spiritual warfare? Not flesh and blood, but the principalities and the powers in high places. Listen, 2 Corinthians 10, verse 4. For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, they're not fleshly, but they're mighty in God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Again, (laughs) discernment is the key. Let's illustrate it this way. A wrecking ball on a huge crane serves blow after blow to a building to bring it down. But the operator's not slinging that destructive ball in 10 different directions to get it done. He has discernment on where to place the ball to get the building down. So also, we must have discernment in prophetic prayer. We're strategically declaring the prophetic word of God, and we're doing it against intelligent, organized evil. Get that into your head and heart. The devil's not an idiot. He knows he has a short time, and he's using it to his full advantage. 
You see, with discernment, working destruction on the strongholds of darkness in a systematic one blow at a time. The Lord makes it clear the kingdom of heaven allows and it permits this kind of spiritual violence. And violent, anointed people take it by force. Read it, Matthew 11, verse 12. But the violent have discernment in how to accomplish it. God then told Jeremiah to to destroy. Folks, this is serious business. We're going against spiritual forces who rapidly are trying to hinder and interfere with the work of the Spirit at the end of this age. The Bible shows those forces of evil know their time is short. Prophetic prayer can literally subdue or defeat something or someone. Listen to what the Lord told Isaiah. Behold, I will make you into a new threshing sledge with sharp teeth. You shall thresh the mountains and beat them small and make the hills like chaff. You see, mountains and hills are used metaphorically for kings and princes of the Gentiles. My friend, God made it clear to Isaiah he was to unleash destruction on the forces of darkness. How much more a body of spirit-driven saints with a mandate to root out, pull down, and destroy the rampant works of the enemies of God at the end of this age. We literally enforce the victory by the word of God and the words of our mouths. We overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony in the midst of age-ending events, not even loving our lives if such actions result in death. The Apostle Paul told the church family in Ephesus, they were to demonstrate and make known the mystery of God's wisdom to those high places. Listen to it. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 10. That now the manifold wisdom of God might be made known by the church to the principalities and powers in the heavenly places. <laughs> in the high places, folks. So what's next in our prophetic prayer assignment? Well, God told Jeremiah he was to throw down, to overthrow the forces of darkness. What might that look like in our prayer assignment? For one thing, it speaks of an intensity of action, removing something very quickly with great force. Folks, this is not a, a looping underhand softball pitch. It's not a lob. This is boys' hardball and ladies' fast pitch. Prophetic prayer can be used by God to release his power suddenly with supernatural results. God is a God of suddenlies. He's coming suddenly, not imminently, but suddenly, just as in the days of Noah. Prophetic prayer with discernment and the anointing of God will bring supernatural results in sudden fashion. Prophetic prayer not only removes obstacles, it helps prepare the way to put something in its place. Jeremiah's mandate was to transition his efforts and begin to build. Build is a, is a structure word. To build is, is to give form to something according to a definite plan or process. It's important we don't focus only on the negative aspects of prophetic prayer or prophetic intercession. Listen to what God tells Isaiah in chapter 62, verses 1 through 3. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until her righteousness goes forth as brightness 
and her salvation is a lamp that burns. The Gentiles shall see your righteousness, and all kings your glory. You shall be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord will name. You shall also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, and a royal diadem in the hand of your God. Now listen to verse 10. Isaiah 62, verse 10. Go through, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people, build up, build up a highway, take out the stones, lift up a banner for the peoples. My brothers and sisters, this is a forerunner authority and anointing. You're stepping out ahead of time, ahead of the religious crowd to declare the mind of the Spirit in season. You're able to make sense of these unprecedented activities of the Holy Spirit at the end of the age. You're removing the stones. Listen, the stones of accusation and unworthiness. You're lifting up a banner of hope and confidence to the nation in the crisis. I believe God's saying this. I've told you to take some aggressive action in the Spirit to root out and pull down strongholds, to destroy, crush, break, smash, melt, and destroy the high places in our lives that exalt themselves above the knowledge of God. And now, now is the time to start to build and plant. Sow the word. Put something in a place it has a capacity to grow. Partner with the Spirit in the abundant harvest of souls before the return of the Lord. God's calling a 21st century church to a a new understanding of the time and season of this hour, a prayer movement built on intimacy and an eschatology that will propel us in obedience to speak the word of God with confidence and authority. Speak to the spiritually dead. Walk the neighborhoods. Speak to walls, cities, and nations. Declare the wisdom of God to the high places and the authority of the Spirit here on earth. Let's pray. Father, I pray the the church of Jesus Christ in this hour. I I pray young adults across the globe begin to receive a, a Jeremiah anointing to root out, tear down, and destroy the high places in their lives that 21st century culture has convinced them are their entitlements. Encounter youngsters across the globe through dreams and visions of the spiritual season in which they live, and that they are being called now, young Jeremiah's, to be a voice to their generation. Open prayer rooms across the nations. Fill them with saints who are determined to fulfill their prophetic prayer mandate and proclaim the manifold wisdom of God to the powers of the air. Open the season of the Spirit upon the nations to repent and turn their face to the one true God, the God of Abraham, the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen and amen. Subscribe to the podcasts, beloved. Pray, pray for the manifest presence of God in all you say and in all you do. These are the days. Maranatha. I'm Bill Nordstrom.